my faithful and loyal readers and listeners. Welcome to our segment of first of the day. Today's first comes from First Peter 5, 8 through 11. And it says, Be sober-minded, O Lord. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. To him be dominion forever. Amen. So, Peter here is warning believers to be aware of Satan's deceitful practices to resist him firmly. Such behavior is fitting for temporary residents of this world. Peter strengthened his readers when the lives of other Christians were also suffering. We must remember that God will strengthen and honor in heaven those who endure suffering for their faith wall on earth. Today's Bible readings are Leviticus 16, 29 through 18, 30. Mark 7, 24 through 18. Psalm 41, 1 through 13. And Proverbs 10, 15 and 16. <laughs> Surrenders complete control of their lives to 
Christ and commits to following his purposes. The New Testament description and pattern of faith includes four main elements. The f number one, faith involves firmly believing that Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead to bring us life. And trusting in Him as our personal Savior and Lord. It involves believing with all our hearts, surrendering our wills, and devoting ourselves completely to Jesus Christ and His purposes as revealed in the Bible. So number two, faith involves repentance and a complete turning toward God. Number two, follow Christ. True biblical faith always involves sincere humility and repentance. The third element is faith includes obedience to Jesus Christ and His Word. Such obedience must become a way of life inspired by our trust in Christ, by our gratitude to God, and by the life-transforming work of the Holy Spirit. It is an obedience that comes from faith, that's Romans 1.5. For this reason, faith and obedience go together. In fact, they cannot be separated when it comes to serving God and following Christ. True saving faith is not possible without the commitment to sanctification, which is the ongoing process of spiritual purity, separation from evil, growth, and preparation for God's purposes. And the fourth element of faith is it includes a passionate personal devotion to Jesus Christ that expresses itself in complete and selfless trust, love, gratitude, and loyalty. In a personal relationship with Christ, true faith in his expression of devotion cannot be separated from love. The com they completely work together as though they were threads of the same cloth. Both, both faith and love represent a personal act of surrender and self-sacrifice directed towards God. So faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior is both the act of a single moment, so that's when an individual initially repents of sin and accepts God's forgiveness and yields their life to Christ. And that ongoing attitude of action that must continue to grow and gain strength. Because we have faith in a definite person who loves us and gave his life for us, our faith should become greater. Greater trust and obedience to of God's primary requirements in our lives develop into loyalty and devotion. Loyalty and devotion then develop into a strong sense of personal attachment to love for the Lord Jesus Christ. This kind of faith in Christ brings us into a new relationship with God and spares us from his final judgment against sin. Through that new relationship we become dead to sin, which is free from its control and responsive to its influence, and alive in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, who lives within us. So that's saving, that's God's, or saving faith, excuse me, saving faith. So now we have to talk about God's grace.
grace. In the Old Testament, God revealed himself as a God of grace and mercy, who showed his love to his people, not because they deserved it, because of his own desire to have a personal relationship with them and to be faithful to the promises he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Justice could be described as giving exactly, exactly what we deserve. Mercy could be described as God sparing us from the consequences and judgment we deserve. Grace could be described as God granting us favor and benefits we do not deserve. The New Testament focuses on the theme of God's grace in the giving of His Son, Jesus, who willingly gave His life for undeserving sinners. Christians today should continue, Christians today continue to experience that grace through the presence and guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit conveys God's mercy, forgiveness, and acceptance, God's mercy, forgiveness, and acceptance, and He gives them the desire and power to do God's will. The whole process and progress of the Christian life from beginning to end is dependent on this grace. And there are four things that we need to understand about God's grace. Number one, God gives a degree of grace as a gift to unbelievers so that they may be able to respond to His message and mercy and to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Second thing, second thing, God gives grace to believers so they can be set free from sin. It's Romans 6, 20 and 22. To willing to act according to His good purpose. That's Philippians 2, 13. God's grace also helps believers to pray, to grow in their relationship with Christ, and to communicate the message about Christ to others. The third thing is God's grace must be desired and accepted. Some of the ways by which God's grace is received are studying and obeying God's word, hearing and responding to the preaching of the gospel, fasting, which is going without food for a period of time, to focus on spiritual matters, through prayer, worshiping Christ, completely filled with the Holy Spirit, and participating in the Lord's Supper, or as it is sometimes called, communion. The fourth and final thing is, God's grace can be resisted and rejected, received in vain and without lasting hope, set aside and disregarded, set aside and disregarded and abandoned by people who at one time truly believed and accepted Christ. Now that we understand what we're talking about when we say faith and grace, we can turn to, to the text of today's passage. Which just says he got up and departed from their region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it. But he could not escape notice. Instead, immediately after hearing about him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Gentile, a Syrio-Phoenician by birth. And she was asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, because it isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she replied to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the 
children the crumbs. Then he told her, because of this reply you may go, the demon has left your daughter. When she went back to her home, she found her child lying on the bed, and the demon was gone. That's Mark 7, 24 through 30. So one of the primary characteristics of truly effective faith is perseverance, which could be defined as active patience. They keep trusting while you're waiting at a tomb. Regardless of the circumstances, Christ will honor those who remain true to him through great difficulty, even when he does not seem to answer or to care. Dogs, Jesus referred to here, were house dogs or pets. The woman understood Jesus' implication about the family pet not having the same privileges as the children. Jesus here was actually testing her faith, yet she was willing to receive whatever Jesus would give her. Jesus rewarded her persistent faith by giving her everything she asked for. So the word children in this passage refers to Israel. Jesus is teaching that his message and plan of salvation must be taken first to Israel, through whom God had been revealing and working out the, that plan all throughout the Old Testament. The woman understands this. Yet she responds to Christ in a wise and persistent manner. Keyword there is wise and persistent, which shows a strong faith. She fully understands Jesus' analogy, the family pet not having the same privileges as the children. She makes the case that it is God's purpose, God's purpose for the Gentiles to benefit from God's blessings on Israel. This woman seemed to understand that the privileges of God's kingdom are available to all who demonstrate a true and persistent faith in Christ. The Lord rewards her faith by healing her child. He rewarded her faith even though she did not deserve the Lord. He showed her grace because of her faith. God's people, whether praying for themselves or others, must show perseverance. This is not because God is reluctant to answer us, but because it shows our dependence on Christ, even when we do not understand everything. And tomorrow's Bible readings are Leviticus 19, 1-20, 21, Mark 8, 11-38. Psalm 42, 1 through 11, and Proverbs 10, 17.